Welcome to episode 68 of the Becoming Mind Strong podcast. It's funny, when I was mapping out um, this season, this episode, I, I sat there and I got honest with myself and I'm like, is this a selfish episode for me? Like, do I really just want to talk about boxing? Is that why I'm recording this? <laughs> and the conclusion was maybe that's half true. I think there's there's a lot of lessons um, as I've gone through my boxing journey that I want to share And I think I just also really like talking about boxing. (laughs) So we're going to throw this in here. Um, If you've read my book, Becoming Mind Strong, The Truth About Health, Fitness, and the BS That's Holding You Back, in the acknowledgement section, do people read the acknowledgement section? I don't know. But if you read the acknowledgement section, in there I state that I used to think that I would write a book called Everything I Need to Know About Life I Learned from Weight Training. And what I learned in the book writing process is that what I would actually write is everything I need to know about life I learned from writing a book. Now that I'm on this boxing journey, the book I would write would be called Everything I Need to Know About Life I Learned from Boxing. So what I'm learning is that anytime I learn a new skill, there's a million life lessons that would fill up a book. That's the takeaway here. <laughs> so for the purposes of, to- purposes of today, um, if if you don't follow me on social media you ha- or if this is news to you, in the past few months... Uh, I dove into the world of boxing and instantly became obsessed like this. It is an obsession. I can't call it any other thing. I've had to talk myself out of just like burning it all to the ground, letting it all go and just training eight hours a day to be a pro boxer. I'm not going to do that. I love my business. I love weight training. I love yoga. Um, and I'm just obsessed with boxing. And in the process of of learning boxing as a complete newbie, It has just, there are so many moments in my sessions with my coach where I'm like, oh, I need to write this down. There are just so many what I called hashtag bigger life statements that come out in the process of learning this new skill. And that's what we're going to dive into in today's episode. Welcome to Becoming MindStrong, the official podcast of MindStrong Fitness. My name is Rachel and I'm the CEO of MindStrong Fitness and I am here to teach you truth. No more shakes, no more wraps, no more point systems, no more cutting out carbs, and most of all, no more living off restriction. We are here to learn nutrition as a skill and it's a skill you only need to learn once and you will literally never diet again. So you ready? Let's rock and roll. So I want to start with a bigger overview before I get into the specifics of these life lessons that I'm learning as I embark in this boxing world. Um, the number one question I've been asked by people is why boxing, right? It seems like a very violent sport. I mean, it is a violent sport. You get punched in the face, but it's been met with a lot of like shock. Like, why would you ever want to put yourself in a scenario where you're setting yourself up to get physically hurt? And The answer to why I love it so much, it's a multifaceted answer, and I'll get into more of them as we go. But something I've learned about myself is that I love situations where whatever the activity is, it forces me to be in the moment. If you've ever read the book, The Power of Now, right? We could get into a whole other conversation that as humans, our brain, we have what's called monkey brains. Our brains tend to be all over the place. We're in the future, we're in the past, we're in the near future, the near past, whatever it is. And this is one of the things meditation teaches us is to be centered, is to be focused. Now, I have a tremendous amount of physical energy. I love meditation. I am not going to spend six hours of my day in meditation. But one of the reasons I love weight training is when I'm holding weight, 
that could literally crush me. Like it, it could injure slash kill me if I'm not focused. My monkey brain has no choice but to be present in the moment. For me, weight training is meditation. And what I've discovered about myself is that I, because I have so much energy, because I love physical activity, what I find myself looking for is physical activity that puts me in a meditative state. And boxing, maybe even more than weight training, boxing does exactly that. They're, one of the things we'll talk about in this episode is just there are so many moving parts to boxing. There is so much technique. There's so much to think about. And at the end of the day, if you are not in the moment, you are going to get knocked the F out. <laughs> so it's like, how do I have all these moving pieces, but put them all together in a way where my mind is nothing but present? And if we want to talk about hashtag bigger life statements, I mean, that is life. All of us have so many moving parts. We have families, we have careers, we have friends, we have loved ones, we have, we have whatever it is, chores and everything else. And at the end of the day, what we're being asked to do if we want to live a truly happy, fulfilled life is how do we keep all of that going? How do we keep all those plates spinning, but stay in this centered, aligned, almost meditative state? And for, for, for me, that's what boxing is. That's the epitome. That is the best analogy that I can come up with for, for what it does. So that's my overview. Um, I'm going to get into more specifics of these life lessons that I'm learning as I go. But when people say like, why boxing? That seems so violent. It has nothing to do with that to me. It's about the power of now. It's about the power of presence. And I get a lot of that. Of course, yoga gives that to me. Of course, meditation gives that to me. Weight training gives that to me. But just the intensity of boxing, the number of moving parts, the hyper focus that it takes, that becomes such a meditative state, even though I recognize that sounds, I don't know many people would use meditative and being punched in the face in the same sentence. And it's true. So one of the first lessons, we talked about this in an earlier episode, um, I came into boxing as a total newbie, right? If, if you have seen me before, like I'm, I'm physically fit, I have large muscles and I've been in the fitness world for a long time. So I walked into boxing as someone who looks like they could knock the hell out of someone very easily. And I knew nothing about boxing. And what I learned very quickly was to check my ego. That's something I'm, that we talked about in an earlier episode is the power of checking your ego and staying curious. If I had walked into boxing, and I think part of me actually did of like, cool, I've got muscles. I can, I can knock a sucker out. Like, let's go. And what I quickly learned is muscle has nothing to do with it, right? In fact, what I've learned as I've gone is that muscles actually, too much muscles, actually a hindrance in boxing. My coach taught me earlier on that most boxers are lean. They're not bulky and muscular because the more muscle you have on your body, the more oxygen your body requires. And boxing is such an endurance sport. There is so freaking much cardio involved that I'm actually doing myself a disservice as a boxer, having this much muscle. The other thing, and we'll talk more about this later on in the episode, is that boxing is not really about strength. It's about technique. It's about your form. It's about your fluidity. So if I were to walk into that ring the first day and be like, what's up, bitches? Like, I got lots of muscles. I'm going to knock you out. I'm going to get my ass beat because that's not how it works. So there's a combination of when I say checking my ego, number one is just as someone who's physically fit, recognizing like nobody cares. That's not the point of the sport. And to the point we talked about in an earlier episode, this is a totally new skill. So if I had gone in with the expectation of, well, I'm really strong, I should be good at this. I was setting myself up for disaster. 
luckily because I love learning new skills and, you know, I can record a podcast episode on ways to make learning new skills easier. I was able to check that part of my ego easier and be like, you know what? I know I'm going to suck at this. I know it's going to be almost embarrassing the first few weeks, first few months, maybe the first few years. And I'm going to stay curious. I'm going to use all the mindset tools we used and step into that place of curiosity instead of a place of ego. The other thing that that boxing, and this is such a beautiful analogy. This sometimes my coach says something, and like he's not this deep philosophical dude. He's a he's a he's a very very good boxing coach. He's a really good teacher, and sometimes he just naturally says some things, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was poetic, and I don't think he even knows that he's doing it. But we were doing an exercise um, a couple of weeks ago on something called a double bag. A double bag is the most annoying thing to me in the world because it's a bag that it's suspended by ropes on either side. So it's not a heavyweight bag. Most of us have seen heavy bags. You punch them and they don't, they move a little bit, but not much. A double bag has ropes on each side. So when you punch it, if you're not spot on, which when you're new, you won't be, it's going to go in every single direction. So now you feel like a dope because you hit this bag and it's flailing everywhere. And if you try punching it, you're going to miss. So the first time I got on the double bag, I was all over the place. Like I was barely throwing punches because I was overthinking. I wasn't taking any hits that I, I thought I would miss at. Like I was just, I was in my head and overthinking. And my coach kept saying to me, he's like, you got to just go for it because failing is just as important as landing it. And when he said that, I was like, come again? <laughs> like that, what? And he's like, well, think about it. When, when you miss a punch, now you get to look at your form. What went well? What didn't? Where are my feet right now? There's a reason, right? There's a scientific, he's talking to my nerdy mind. There's a scientific reason that you missed that punch right then. And in that split second, we get to analyze it and we get to learn. If you're landing every single punch, you're not learning. It's in the missing that we get to reevaluate and we get to learn and we get to grow. And he said all of that in a, you know, much more succinct, I think it was like a two second passing comment. But as I sat with it, that's what I realized. It's like, man, how true is that, right? We've done an entire podcast episode on, on failure, redefining failure. And in boxing, there are little moments, there are hundreds of little moments. You are not going to land every punch. I'm going to get on that double bag and I'm going to feel like an idiot because I'm missing more punches than I land. But every one of those is a chance to gather data. Right in the failure episode, I use the example of, you know, when a business does a big launch, what went well, what didn't. But a big launch is going to be a bunch of data every few months. This is instant information. I land, I throw a punch, it doesn't land. What what's what's working, what's not, readjust, get right back to it. Right? It's a lesson in grit, it's a lesson in ten, tenacity, it's a lesson in checking your ego, and it's a lesson in gathering data and tweaking and adjusting. And because of how rapid fire it is. There's no room for ego here. Like it is all data, get right back to it and let's keep going. With that, so you heard me mention in the beginning, um, man, there is so much technique that goes into boxing. I tend to love, this is something else I, I learned about myself. I was talking to my coach about this the other day. I was like, it's interesting to notice. Most of you know, if, you, if you've hung out with me before, I used to be a jazz musician. My background is my background has nothing to do with fitness. I was I went to high school for music. I went to college. I did my master's in music. I was a professional musician for over 10 years in New York. Like I thought music was going to be my life until fitness came in. And one of the things I loved as a jazz musician, especially, is people go to a jazz concert and they're like, oh, that sounds pretty. Oh, that sounds exciting. 
what most people, unless you're a musician or really into music, what most people don't know is how much freaking technique goes into being a jazz musician. There are so many hours in a practice room learning not only the technique and the skill of your instrument, but jazz is like, it's it's like, it is math. It is all math. It is learning patterns. It's learning sequences. It's putting them through the keys. It's learning to do them at different tempos, meaning different speeds. A jazz musician is like, a, a, the skill level is off the charts. But then the goal is to get on stage and make it sound pretty and flawless, right? It's not for someone in the audience to be like, man, look at the technique. It's just, wow, that sounds incredible. I don't, I'm not thinking about why it just, it's like an Olympic athlete, right? It's just easy and flawless until you try it. And in that way, boxing reminds me so much of being a jazz musician. When you're learning to box, I was not prepared for the level of technique. It's like, you know, rub the whole rub your head, pat your stomach or rub your stomach, pat your head but times a billion because it's like your footwork, where your hands are, where your shoulders are, how you're breathing, what your jabs look like, what your punches look like, what your shoulders are doing there. I think I repeated that one because I've been told it a lot. There is so much technique that goes into boxing. And at the end of the day, nobody cares. What, what matters is that you get in the ring. It looks like fluidity. It looks like poetry. It looks like art and that you don't get knocked the F out. Right. Nobody's thinking about like, oh, look at her footwork. Oh, look how much she pivoted her shoulders. Like if unless you're in the world of boxing, all you're thinking is like, is she going to get hit or not? And it just reminds me so much of like when that the nitty gritty details, you have to just internalize them. You just have to get them in your body to where someone could like shake me and wake me up in the middle of the night and boom, I could just do it. And it looks flawless. Now, with that, and this is where we get into the life lesson. With that, it is so easy to get tense. Holy crap. The number one thing that my coach every single session, he's like, you need to relax. He's like, you are overthinking. You are tight. Your shoulders are tight. By the way, fun little fact, this cracks me up because I weight train, like genetically, I have very large traps. Your your traps are the tops of your shoulders. And so I was born with like genetically large traps. And because I weight train, like they're a bit extreme. So it's a disadvantage because he knows when I'm tight, like my, my traps flare up and he's like, you have a dead giveaway because of your traps, which just cracked me up from a weight training perspective. Anyway, the number one thing that he's telling me over and over again is you need to just relax. This needs to be more fluid. And there's a part of my brain that's like, cool, F you, dude. Like, you know how many things are going through my head right now? And your answer is relax, but he's not wrong. And this is where, when we talk about habit building, when we talk about mastering a skill, the reason that I'm not relaxed is because I'm thinking. I have not yet wired in. At the time of this recording, I've been boxing for maybe three months, maybe a little bit longer. That has not been long enough for, for the myelin to have been coded enough for every piece of this technique to be a habit. There will come a day where my footwork in boxing is like brushing my teeth. I don't wake up in the morning and think, okay, I have to put this toothpaste stuff on my toothbrush and then I'm going to start with this part of my jaw and then I'm going to go back. And That's not how it works. I get up, I brush my teeth. I don't even remember I did it, right? There will come a time in my boxing career where, and I'm using career lightly, where I'm not thinking about my footwork, right? That's just a given. That's who I am and what I do. And I'm not there yet because it hasn't been myelinated enough. So right now, I'm giving a lot of thought to my footwork. I'm giving a lot of thought to my hand position. I'm giving a lot of thought to my shoulders. I'm giving a lot of thought to my breathing. 
So when my coach says to me, you know, you got to relax, my answer to him is absolutely I do. And I'm not there yet. (laughs) But this gives me an opportunity when I'm practicing to sink into that myelin. We've talked a lot this season about how I actually visualize that those neural connections, that myelin coating. And to me, this is such a beautiful metaphor for life. Because as I said in the intro, you know, we are all spinning a lot of plates. We've got our career plate, our family plate, our hobby plate, our household plate, our pet plate. Maybe you have a kid plate, whatever it is. And while we're spinning all those plates, number one, what can we consciously form habits around so that we we can take a plate down? It's just going to spin without our energy. Number two, what maybe some plates we want to let go of. And most importantly, how do we stay centered? How do we breathe? How do we stay in alignment with all those plates spinning, right? And that comes down to this idea of consciously building. I am consciously building specific habits with boxing. I'm consciously paying attention to my footwork, to my shoulders, to my breathing, to all the, the techniques that I named. I'm consciously building them right now with the intention of forming a habit so that I can release and release all that tension and just relax. And this is why I harp so much on habit building in daily life, right? When we can build habits around our nutrition, we don't have to keep giving energy to that plate. It's going to spin automatically. When we can build habits around communication with our partner, we don't have to spin that plate as often or as energetically. It's going to spin by itself and just need a tweak here and there, right? If, If we've built a habit around taking care of our body physically in the form of workouts, That plate doesn't require as much energy in the form of rumination because we've just wired in this habit and now we can relax and we can release. This is why habits are such a holy grail because once they're in, all of our energy can be focused on alignment and we can just breathe and we can just live. The other thing boxing has taught me, and and this one is, um, I don't know, I, I guess the stretch for life metaphor is a little bit, it's a bigger stretch, but I still... I feel this one. And maybe I feel this one more just because I'm so, I'm into the fitness world more. I don't know. We'll see if this one lands for you or not. Uh, and I kind of laughed at lands because that kind of sounds like a punching joke. As I mentioned in the beginning, you know, I walked into the boxing ring for the first time um, being a very muscular woman who knew nothing about boxing. And what I learned, as mentioned, is that my my muscles actually hold me back in a way. And part of that is what I talked about with oxygen, with endurance. But the other thing is that boxing is not about strength. Boxing is about form. One of the things that my coach harps on me a lot for is that I'm trying to muscle my way through it. And I'll give you a different example. Um, I went rock climbing once, like in indoor gym, and my upper body is a billion times stronger than my lower body. My lower body is very weak by comparison to my upper body. So I know nothing about rock climbing. I didn't know what I was doing. They just told me scale the wall. So I'm like, cool. So I just scaled the wall using my entire upper body. And at the end of it, the guy started laughing and he's like, well, that's one way to do it. And I didn't know why that was funny until he explained to me that like, that that's not how you rock climb. Like you're supposed to use an even balance and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, you just told me scale the wall. So I did what I had to do. But my point is like, I just muscled my way through rock climbing because that's, that's what seemed logical to me. It doesn't work like, and if I were to become a professional rock climber, or if I were to take it more seriously, that would not work long-term. And the same is true with boxing. The fact that I have muscles, the fact that I'm strong doesn't mean shit, to be honest, because what boxing is about is it's this pulley system. It's how am I rotating my shoulders? How am I using the force for my body? Not just how am I muscling my way through it? It's about form and technique, not about strength. 
And again, that sounds very surface level. That sounds very like, oh, you know, we're talking meathead gym stuff right now. But what that does for me as someone who's very into psychology, who's very into to neuroscience, is it makes me think about life. Because for a lot of us, we try to muscle our way through life, right? Instead of pausing and breathing and slowing down and consciously building habits, we're like, well, let me just do this thing. Let me just power my way through until I get the end result. You know, an example that I'll use is like a shake system. Okay. When it, let's say your goal is to lose weight, a shake system is a very power your way through it, right? I don't want to think about what I eat. This is such a common thing and it makes sense. I don't want to have to, th- I don't want to have to learn a skill about nutrition. Just tell me what to eat and not to eat and I'll do it. That's a very power your way through thing. And it sounds great in theory, right? A lot of us have used shake systems or point systems or frozen meal systems and they work when we're on them. The problem is it's not sustainable. Just like me using my upper body to scale a wall, just like me trying to box my muscle my way through boxing, that's not how it works long-term. It'll get me results for a minute, but it's not going to last. That's not the sustainable lifestyle. That's not the habit. That's the muscle your way through, right? And for all the reasons we talk about endlessly in this platform, shake systems, point systems, frozen meal systems, they work when you're on them. But when you get off of them, you haven't learned the skill, you haven't wired in habits, and they're never going to be sustainable. So how do we pause and breathe and slow down and learn the quote unquote correct form, learn the technique so that we have it for life instead of just trying to put our head down and muscle through, right? It's the same thing if if you're going to start a business. You can dive in with both feet. I'm a big fan. You guys have heard my favorite expression, jump off the cliff, build your wings on the way down. I'm not someone who over strategizes before I leap. And I'm not just going to blindly leap, right? I'm going to map out a strategy. I'm just not going to ruminate and overthink it. But you could start a business. You could just muscle your way through. You could be like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I'm just going to dive in without any kind of plan and see how it goes. And you might see some success, right? You, You might get lucky for a few months. And at some point, just like weight loss, just like fitness, you're going to hit a plateau, And if you don't have the technique of business, if you don't know why some things work and why some things don't work and what the plan is when we have to pivot, it's not going to be sustainable long-term. So I love this idea of muscling through versus form and technique, because I think that as, as humans that live in a society that's so about instant satisfaction, instant gratification, the more we can slow down, and I am not a person who likes to go slowly, so believe me, I feel the irony in this, but the more we can pause and breathe and say, wait a second, is my technique in check before I start pushing forward? There's a saying that I love that you have to go slow to go fast, right? Once we get the technique down, man, you are going to fly through, but trying to just fly through or muscle through, you are going to hit a roadblock and it's going to be a really hard roadblock to come back from. Because what happens at that point is you have to start over, right? If you spend 30 years doing shake system points and frozen meals, the number one thing we hear from people when they start macros is why didn't I do this 20 years ago? But if 20 years ago, you went slowly, you learned the skill of macro tracking for 12 weeks. Well, now you're going to fly through the rest of your life. You're never going to think about this again, right? If I didn't hire a coach for boxing and I just learned by hitting heavy things and you know muscling my way through it, I could probably become an okay boxer, but if I wanted to go to the next level, I would have to strip down and start from nothing and completely rebuild. So the more we can find areas in life, wait a second, I need to slow down so I can go fast. 
that's where we build that technique. And that's where we, we, we get that form in check first. The last thing is this, and this, this kind of brings together everything that, that we've said here. This goes back to the spinning plates of, um, of what I mentioned earlier of life where we have our job played and our, our household played and our family played and our kid played and whatever else. Life to me is about energy. I've talked about this endlessly in this platform. I will always continue to, to preach it from the rooftops. Everything in life is about how we show up in the world, what we're attracting back. And when we are living in a state of tension, when we are living in a state of overthinking, when we are living in a state of ruminating, that is what we're attracting back. And as I mentioned before, the number one thing that my coach harps on me is relaxing, that I'm thinking too hard, that I'm too tense, that my shoulders are too tight, that I just need to breathe. And every time he says this to me, I just laugh because this to me is the ultimate hashtag bigger life statement, right? The more time in life that we can spend in flow, the more time in life that we can spend in alignment, the more time in life that we can spend breathing consciously and in a relaxed state, the more we are going to attract back the life of our dreams. And in boxing, this is the diff, the, the, diff, the difference between great boxers and really mediocre boxers, which is where I'm at right now, right? I am stepping into that rink with a ton of tension, with a ton of overthinking, with a ton of what ifs, with a ton of fear that comes out at times. Like, let me tell you, my coach and I did an exercise where I had to stand there while he threw punches full speed that stopped a half inch from my face to teach me not to flinch. Talk about literally facing fear in the face. And you know what? The more I do that, the more that's going to go away. Not that I recommend you doing that in daily life. My coach is a pro. He knows how to stop his punches. But my point is, there are so many different skills that we're balancing in life. And with those skills comes tension, comes overthinking, comes ruminating, comes all the things we talked about earlier about self-doubt and what ifs. And the more time we can spend in our center, the more time we can spend breathing with our shoulders relaxed in alignment and sink into the moment, that is the energy we put out. That is the energy we attract back. In the boxing ring, that's what makes a great boxer. In life, that's what makes someone who's creating consciously the life of their dreams. So checking my ego understanding that missing and failing, even in real time, even when it's happening quickly, it's all data. It is all super important. This idea of breathing, of breathing through the tension, of learning to relax, of understanding it's not about muscling through, but it's about form. It's about technique. It's about going slowly so we can go fast and then taking all these components and this idea of just making it effortless. And effortless does not mean that life is going to be always be easy. It means that we are doing the work to stay in our center, to stay in alignment, to breathe, right? These are all things that I get to experience on a daily basis in the boxing ring. And they're things that have helped me as I've taken those lessons and applied them to daily life. And I hope that this helps you as well. You can grab a free chapter of my best-selling book, Becoming Mindstrong, The Truth About Health, Fitness, and the BS That's Holding You Back by going to www.becomingmindstrong.com.